Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and uh, to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, and evangelistic service family members, my beloved. By the grace of God tonight, this night represents 900 times that I have been with you for this devotional service that was started near the beginning of the coronavirus plague. Going on three years now, and uh, I thought that I was going to take a long vacation and travel uh, to Israel and to the Mediterranean and after having preached for nearly four years straight well, over four years straight, every day, nearly every day. But God led me to do this service, live and on demand, for anybody who wanted to participate, to help people get through this time, a time that nearly everybody living had never been through. We have read about plagues, but we have never really been through one. And you must understand, as I have made you to understand, that plagues don't just happen, they happen for a reason. And the plague is not over. For the chastisement of the church is not over because we refuse to repent. And so, my beloved, it is so good to be here with you for the 900th service. The standing between the living and the dead. Prayer, devotional, memorial. family, evangelistic service. God led me to deal with those issues, those subjects in every service. And yes, we've had some long services. But that's not a big deal to me personally because these public devotional services grew out of 34 years of my family having uh, private devotionals and they they could go two hours three hours 
sometimes four and five hours. We didn't try to do that. It just needed to be done. And so, my beloved, I want to thank God. I want to thank my Savior, Jesus Christ. I want to thank the Holy Spirit of God, God leading me to do this. And uh, if the Lord Terrace is coming, and if we live with the help of God, with the help of Jesus Christ, with the help of the Holy Ghost, and with the help of Daniqua White, Daniel Ezekiel White, and Daniel Elizabeth White, that's Daniqua Grace White, Daniel Ezekiel White, and Danielle Elizabeth White. Uh, we will go to a thousand, and that will probably be it, if the Lord says the same, since we're so close. And so, by the grace of God, we'll be here for, for you, uh, and uh, whenever you want to stop by and be with us, <clears throat> and... Um, Or get us on demand like so many people do. So, I give God the glory, praise, and honor for all of my children who have helped me in this ministry uh, down through the years. Danny, Daniel, Danita, Danae, Daniqua. Daniel, Ezekiel, and Danielle, those three especially, because they have showed up and showed out and have been faithful. And that's normally not the case for the youngest children. As many of you parents know, but I, I'm here to tell you, <clears throat> God led those three as he led the other four when they served and helped more directly. <clears throat> they have served and helped in recent years more indirectly through financial support, which is very important. But these three uh, youngest ones, they have surprised me. Uh, they have always been faithful to their duties in the law, but for them to do so and to be so faithful and on point uh, uh, every day and oftentimes into the wee hours of the morning has been a blessing. So team, uh, let's do it for another 100 days if the Lord should tarry his coming and we live. <clears throat> and congratulations to you for a job well done. And we all ought to give God the glory, the praise, and the honor. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family. My beloved, this is Daniel White the third. President of Gospel Light Society International, 
with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible. <clears throat> Episode number 678, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history, the present, and the future. Today, my beloved, we are reading Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 1 through 7. Shall we pray to God Almighty in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that includes you. While I pray, you pray, for there is much power in prayer, even for your life. If you do not pray, I assure you, you will not get a blessing from this prayer time. And don't sit here and listen to me pray because you'll get bored to death. Because I'm not praying for your entertainment. Let me see uh, the podcast. Testing, testing, one, two, three, okay. Minimize. Right. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you tonight for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you tonight for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word, and for all of the millions, the many, and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. down through the years. I praise you, Holy Father God, tonight for the privilege and the power and the peace that comes through prayer. For we live in a dark, dark world, and Lord, you're the only light we have. And help us never to forget that. I praise you, Holy Father God, and I thank you for the thousands of answers to prayer that you've given to me and thus my family down through the years. I praise you, Holy Father God, and I thank you for salvation and spiritual family and life, uh, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical, 
blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. And uh, Holy Father God, I cannot thank you enough for the two great services on yesterday. And I can't thank you for your peace, your joy, your power, your unction, and your anointing. And uh, Lord, none of us as Christians really like to be engaged in spiritual warfare, but this is what we're called to. Uh, none of us like the bad things that happen in the ministry, such as persecution and tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and people trying to hinder you in the ministry and so forth and so on. Family members turning against you, people who used to stand with you and support you, uh, refusing to do so because they're trying to get brownie points with devils and woke uh, demoniacs and uh, too blind to see the truth, uh, so uh, needy uh, for somebody to affirm them they will forsake you. <clears throat> and so Holy Father God, I thank you for fixing my heart, my mind, my soul, and my spirit that I don't even think along those lines because I know that you're real and I know what you said about that. And uh, I thank you for your holy word. And Holy Father God, for those of us who are uh, saved by your grace on this 900th standing between the living and the dead service, I didn't know we were this close until the other day, and I, I stand amazed, uh, Lord, that we have been here that many days by your grace, uh, preaching your holy gospel, reading your holy word, praying for others and ourselves, teaching your holy word, uh, dealing with family issues, and praying for others. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray that you will, yeah, I thank you so much for allowing us to see 900 days of this service. And I pray that if it be your will, and if you should tarry your coming, and if you would give me your grace and strength, and give my team, Lord uh, uh, Daniqua, Daniel, Ezekiel, and Danielle, Lord, uh, uh, some more strength that they will continue to help uh, with the ministry for 100 more days, then, Lord, I would feel good about wrapping things up. If that's your will, uh, if you want me to continue, uh, Lord, then, then that, that's up to you. But if you want me to wrap it up at that time, I will. <coughs> And by your grace, that'll take us through the Christmas holiday once again, and probably will take us almost to March 10th, about when, when, about when we started. Uh, so, Lord, thank you for these days. And I do pray, Lord, uh, tonight, thank you for these three, my youngest three children. I pray that you would bless them in a special way.
the Lord tonight and throughout their lives for doing this for people, for doing this for you and for the people who needed it and who need it even now. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray, Lord, tonight uh, that you would have mercy and grace upon those of us who are saved in my family, in this country, and in the world, for Jesus Christ's sake. Please forgive us, Lord, of our sins, our faults, and our failures. Wash and cleanse our hearts, our minds, souls, spirits, and consciences in the holy and precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. And, Holy Father God, I pray that you would crush and crucify, Lord, our flesh and the old man within us all tonight and fill us afresh and anew with the fullness and the power, the unction and the anointing, the fruit and the liberty, Lord, of your Holy Spirit. Help all of us to keep our heart and mind stayed upon you. Keep us, Lord, therefore, in perfect peace. And, Holy Father God, I pray tonight that you deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin tonight. Help us to be prayerful and sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful. These are war words, and Lord, we need to stop thinking that we're not in a war. This is warfare. And, uh, Lord, this is spiritual warfare. And I thank you for letting us know that and informing us. We still don't want to accept it, it seems, but it is. And, Lord, uh, I pray to you, back to you, your holy word that I share with my children today. And, and I rather share this particular verse with them. Watch and pray. So, Lord, help them to watch and pray. Help the people in this audience to watch and pray. Help the people in this country who name the name of Jesus Christ and uh, around the world to watch and pray. That we enter not into temptation, for the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So, Holy Father God, give me your strength. Give those of us who are saved your strength, uh, Lord, uh, the power, the unction, and the anointing of your Holy Spirit to pray, to read your Holy Word, to understand your Holy Word, to comprehend your Holy Word, and the power of your Holy Spirit to obey your Holy Word and to live by it every day of our lives and to stop making excuses. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight that you will help those of us who are saved by your grace to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our wicked sins. And uh, Lord, help us to get back to you, our first love, in a very real sense, every last one of us. And so, Holy Father God, I pray, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, <clears throat> O 
that you would save those who are lost in my family. I have prayed for them for years, as you know, Lord, and have witnessed to them in multiple ways by your grace. But Lord, I still pray tonight for the salvation of my wife, Marika White, uh, who is uh, religious. She's helping me even tonight. And I'm glad that she is, but I am, I am still concerned about her soul. I pray for all of her religious family members, her mother, her aunts. Uh, I had the, uh, I cannot say it was a pleasure, but I, I pastored one of her aunts, and I know how devilish uh, she could be, and I should have, should have uh, thought that maybe the, her mother, I mean, her, her niece would be the same, but uh, she did not show me that. Uh, but uh, her family members, her siblings, I pray for my own mother, who is religious, has, has been religious all her life. Uh, and uh, uh, hurt people, hurt people. And uh, uh, she was hurt, I believe, by her father divorcing her mother and just taking the boys and leaving her behind. And, uh, but that's what they did back in those days. And, uh, and so she has uh, been in the church all of her life. My two sisters, the same way. And that's good, but I believe because of their disobedience to you, they are not saved either. And Lord, I pray and hope they are. I want to see everybody saved, but I pray that you would open their blinded eyes and unstop their deaf ears. And Lord, save their souls, for you have taught me uh, the hard way that if you're truly born again, at some point, uh, we're going to fear you, respect you, and obey you. For you said, if you love me, keep my commandments. And so, Lord, have your Holy Ghost to fall with that understanding and move upon the hearts of everybody who's lost in my family, lost in the families of the people gathered around, around the world on multiple platforms, and in this country and around the globe. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would also cast the devil and the demons of hell out of the lives of my wife and everybody in her family, my family, who have uh, demons in their lives or who are being influenced by demons. For we, Lord, we just don't need that kind of drama in our lives. I do pray that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons and his hosts, from our family, on my side and on my wife's side, Lord, uh, and give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. I pray the same for all of the families represented here tonight 
and across the country and around the globe. And Lord, we pray that the devil would not hinder us even tonight. And Lord, give us sweet victory in this another uh, standing between the living and the dead service, number 900. And Lord, it's amazing what you can do with just a few people. And uh, I do pray, Lord, tonight for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving and the mourning uh, around the world from the coronavirus plague and all other plagues that have come out of it, troubles, difficulties, painful situations. And Lord, I do pray that you would draw every lost soul through the pain to yourself. For nobody can draw people to yourself like you can. And uh, for it is not by might nor by power, you told us in your holy word, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. And so, Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for the rest that you blessed me to have and made me to take today. And I do thank you, however, for allowing me to be here. As my uh, children know, I would not have missed this service for anything unless I was dead. And so, Lord, I give you the glory, praise, and honor. And Lord God in heaven, I thank you not only for myself, but for other people who are saved, for giving us your grace and your strength to not only endure and deal with uh, distresses and afflictions, tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions and persecutions, but to do it with joy, to do it cheerfully, and to even get pleasure out of it. Lord, I know that my wife, uh, who I have told about this down through the years, she could never understand it. She could never grasp it. When I would tell her, you know, I, I kind of like trouble sometimes. It's just, I can't explain it. I can't explain it. And I cannot explain to you how I am in the most terrible things that can happen. Uh, I, I have extra joy and extra peace. And down through the years, I have privately told her that, and I've told my children that. I preached it from the pulpit as well. And now I have a better understanding of it <coughs> from this series that my son Daniel Ezekiel has helped me to preach. And uh, I understand it even better now. I've read that passage many times, have quoted that passage, but I... I, I cannot recall when Paul said, I find pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and persecutions and tribulations. Uh, I had the experience, but I never put it together with the word. So I thank you for all of that. At the same time, Lord, uh, I thank you for the liberty to allow me to pray that you will lift all of my burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, Troubles, problems, and fears, persecutions, and uh, and fill me with 
your constant peace and joy. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you deliver me and all of my family and all of, of uh, the born-again ones in this audience and across the country and around the globe. Deliver us from our distresses and afflictions tonight, tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests and tensions and, and uh, persecutions. And Lord, I do pray tonight that you would fill us with your peace that passeth all understanding, your joy unspeakable, and that cheerfulness that you talked about in, in John uh, 16, 33, I do believe that I had to have my, my daughter Danielle, my baby daughter, who knows it by heart, uh, being the only uh, uh, person to make it to the Bible be runoffs, playoffs, uh, and I would have her to quote that verse many times and uh, to boost her spirits. And I thank you for it. For you said, in this world you shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, at the same time, deliver us from all spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems, troubles, and difficulties that we're facing in our lives. And uh, Lord, thank you for remembering mercy and grace and love in the midst of chastising us and rebuking us and punishing and and allowing things to happen to get everybody's attention, even those who are not saved. And Holy Father God, I pray, Lord, tonight, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for the protection once again. First, let me thank you for the thousands of days of protection that we did not deserve, of course, from you. Lord, the truth of the matter is, we should have been dead and gone a long time ago, but you kept us alive. And I give you the glory, praise, and honor for that. And I pray, Lord, tonight that you will bless and protect uh, our family. Protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil. And do the same for the families represented here tonight across the country and around the globe. Protect us all tonight from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil. Protect us from the demons of hell. Protect us, Lord, from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of Christ. Place, Lord, upon us the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Lord, have all that we do and say to be done for your glory, your praise, and your honor, and for the lifting up of the Lord Jesus Christ. For it is in Jesus Christ's name I do pray, and for his sake, amen.
late in the podcast. Very careful. Praise the Lord. Okay. Go ahead. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. At Ecclesiastes, Chapter 12, verses 1 through 7. Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. While the sun or the light or the moon or the stars be not darkened, nor the clouds return after the rain. In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves, and the grinders cease because they are few, and those that look out of the windows be darkened, and the doors shall be shut in the streets when the sound of the grinding is low, and he shall rise up at the voice of the bird, and all of the daughters of music shall be brought low. Also when they shall be afraid of that which is high, and fears shall be in the way, and the almond tree shall flourish, and the grasshopper shall be a burden, and desire shall fail, because man goeth to his long home, and the mourners go about the streets, or ever the silver cord be loosed, or the golden bowl be broken, or the pitcher be broken at the fountain, or the wheel broken at the cistern. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was, and the Spirit shall return unto God who gave it. Glory be to God. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, I praise you and I thank you for your beautiful, eloquent, powerful, unctionized, uh, revelatory word. And I do pray, Lord, that you will help us to remember it, to hide it in our hearts, and to live our lives by it to teach it to others, to share it to others, with others, in a discipleship way, and to proclaim and share your holy gospel with those who are lost. 
so that they can be saved. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family and among friends. And to the standing between the living and the dead, prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic, service, family members, my beloved. This is Daniel White the Third, the servant of the Lord, president of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Magnificent Treasury of David. This is episode number 195. We're at Psalm 1830. As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. As for God, his way is perfect. Far past all fault and error are God's dealings with his people. All his actions are resplendent, resplendent with justice, truth, love, tenderness, mercy, and holiness. Every way of God is complete in itself, and all his ways put together are matchless in harmony and goodness. Is it not very consolatory to believe that he who has begun to bless us will perfect his work, for all his ways are perfect and holy? Nor must the divine word be without its song of praise. The word of the Lord is tried, like silver refined in the furnace. The doctrines are glorious and precepts are pure. The promises are faithful and the whole revelation is superlatively full of grace and truth. David had tried it, thousands have tried it, we have tried it, and it has never failed. Go ahead, Spurgeon. It was meet that when uh, it was meet that when way and word had been extolled, 
the Lord himself should be magnified. Hence it is added, he is a buckler to all those that trust in him. No armor of proof or shield of brass so well secures the warrior as the covenant God of Israel protects his warring people. He himself is the buckler of trustful ones. What a thought is this. What peace, what peace may every trusting soul enjoy. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for this portion of our 900th standing between the living and the dead devotional service. I've enjoyed them all. I have gotten many blessings from it, as you know, Lord, myself. And there's something to say about consistency and doing something every day. And uh, it's a powerful compacting that, compounding that happens. And then I give you the glory, praise, and honor for your holy word, your holy spirit being with us each and every day. And, uh, Lord, I thank you for the stabilizing impact of your faithfulness and your letting us have a little bit of it and praying every day, reading the Bible every day, preaching your gospel every day, preaching your word, the whole counsel of God every day, teaching your holy word every day. Thank you, Lord, for how it stabilizes unstable souls. And I give you the glory and the praise and the honor for allowing me to have a small part in it, which I don't deserve. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we are uh, at the family segment. We're at that place that I have dubbed the family verses. And uh, for 900 services, uh, I have gone to this passage. We could have gone to other passages in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. First Peter chapter 3, Colossians, Timothy. Uh, and we, we have touched on those verses and passages. But God wanted me to park right here and repeat it. There's something to say about dealing with a subject from the same passage every week. And some of you people are mad at me. You need to take that up with God. You're really mad at God is what you are. Because you're mad at, you're mad at God and you're mad at me for the Word of God and my preaching the Word of God every week. And some, of you, some of you have said, I would come every day if you didn't deal with the family every day. You make me sick dealing with the family every day. You, as you know, the old saints would, if the past even touched on the family, and the deacons would wrap back and the trustees would send a, send a warning, wrap back with their white socks on and, and say, Preacher, you're meddling now. You're meddling. Okay, you're meddling in our families. Man. Go on and preach. 
preach what you were preaching on. Yeah, this is not this is not your family. See, that's the problem. You think it's your family. It's God's family. You can't do what you want to do. You thank God that you got married to the woman, or you got married to the man, don't you? You did at one point. Well, because you you recognize that God is the one who put you together. And, uh, but you, you must understand, God is the one who wants you to do what he said so that you can stay together and raise those children together. And give them that, that, um, that stableness that you get from your parents staying together. That stability. Okay? So, we're going to stay with it. On the nine, 900th service. This is uh, the family seg segment for the 900th time. Right, watch it right here. Watch it. You can watch the mouse. Move, yeah, there you go. For the 900th time. We're dealing with the family segment from Ephesians chapter 5 and chapter 6. We, haven't, we have not expounded upon another passage like this passage. Because this is the ticket. This is uh, the way for your family to be successful. It's not going to be easy. You're going to have some rough patches. But if you stick with this right here, you'll make it. Ephesians chapter 6, verses 1 through 3 tonight. God has dealt with the wife. God has dealt with the husband. And then God dealt with the husband and the wife for four days in a row from the word of God. And now God is dealing with the children. And there's no age limit on this. Now, there's an age limit in the American system. That's the American way. And the American way is a very stupid way because it's not the Bible way, it's not God's way. And so that's what you parents, you Christian parents, you evangelicals who have been duped in living the American way and not God's way, that's why the church is a mess because you're more concerned about living it the American way, living your life the American way, which is contrary to, the, to God's way. Some of you love America and uh, the American way more than you love God and God's way. <clears throat> and that's a problem. That's a serious problem. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Now, the American way will say, well, your children don't have to obey you now. But... They will be very wise in God's sight. Yeah. They'll be very wise in God's sight if they obeyed everything that I taught them growing up from the Word of God. And uh, if I tell them something even as adults, it's for their good. They don't have to obey it in the, according to the American way. But they will be wise to do so. 
some of them would not be in the messes that they're in right now. If uh, they had, if they would take my advice instead of taking their mentor's advice, instead of taking uh, their grandmother's advice or their aunt's advice, <coughs> and 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 when family members, cousins, and grandmothers and aunties and uncles, I was preaching on this last night in the sermon, the blob of Beelzebub wokeism. I proved to you last night, as I promised, it was predicted in the Word of God, every last bit of it, in more detail than what you can see because you're blinded to it, and the blob is so big, you can't see it all. And if God does not help you to see it all, you will never see it all. It is too uh, mammoth. It's too, it's too big. See? It is a behemoth. This is what frustrates pastors. This is what frustrates police officers. Police officers have quit because of the blob of wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub wokeism. Pastors have quit and have committed suicide because of the blob of Beelzebub. The blob of Beelzebub. Wokeism. Parents have lost their minds because of wokeism. It's a demon spirit. And don't be scared. Don't be scared of it. But you're going to have to face some realities. Your family will never be the same. Your church will never be the same. Your society, your community will never, 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 never be the same. Because the church is not the same. The church has failed God. The church has failed Jesus Christ. And I'm the only one in the wilderness saying that. Along with, I'm not the only one. i got a few others. But more, but they, they, they're not in the wilderness. They're in the palace saying it. But they're still saying it. Dr. Ed Young Jr. is one of them. And he, he said this, and I agree. Most pastors don't have a clue about the, what I call, the blob of Beelzebub wokeism. With, with emphasis on blob. You see, you, you people, you young people, trying to get your head around what's happening in the craziness of what's going on, you know it's wrong for a man to go into a woman's bathroom, uh, but yet you're trying to defend their freedom to do so. The devil is a lie. You're going to be the next one raped by some man wearing a dress in the bathroom. You, you don't like for me to say that, do you? But that's what's happening, people. That is not only demonic, that is stupid. But see, the blob of Beelzebub will make you stupid and make you think stupidly and make you defend stuff that you never would have thought of in your whole, in your life. Because you want to be accepted by the children of the blob. You, you, you will forsake Jesus so that you can be accepted by the children of the blob in the church, on the job, online, uh, in the community. 
Oh, you're not woke? Okay, well, we, we're going to counsel you then. Counsel, we're going to counsel your business, and, 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 and we can't do business with you. Now, you have a contract with us for $300,000, but if you're not woke and you don't stand with us, you're going to miss that. You and how many of you people who are going to forsake three hundred dollars, three hundred three hundred thousand dollars, leave your bank account uh, to stand against wokeness? Not many of you. And they use money, millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, to control you. They'll make you turn against God. They'll make you turn against Jesus. They'll make you turn against your own father and your own mother. Wokeism. It's in the Bible. You don't need to be afraid of it. It's there. I proved it to you. In more detail than what you will ever know. And we're covering it all. And we're going to cover it all. I may not preach on it tonight because I'm, I'm going to go get some rest, but I'll be preaching on it for a while. Verse 1. Uh, verse 1. Verse 1, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And if your parents taught you right, and they taught you from the Word of God, you ought to obey them for the rest of your life. If you were wise, you would seek their, at least the parent who has shown wisdom and knowledge and understanding and who loved you throughout your life and was there for you. If you were wise, you would avoid a whole lot of trouble by uh, seeking your father's advice, if it was your mother, your mother's advice, before you make a decision, even as an adult. All wise children do that. But that's not the American way. Verse 2, Honor thy father and mother, which is the first commandment, with promise. Woke young people don't do that. They don't uh, honor their father and mother anymore. And in fact, they are, they are taught in the wokeism boot camp that you need to tear down your father and your mother, tear down that authority they had over you, tear down the authority of the pastor over you and the police officer over you. We don't give a flip about their authority anymore. We are going to take authority over them because they're not woke. They don't believe like we do, so therefore they're the enemy. Not only that, if they made a mistake in the past, we don't forgive on this side of the fence. That's all wokeism. I showed you that last night from the passage that I'm preaching uh, the series on. Wokeism, the blob of Beelzebub. It includes a whole lot. Paul, Paul included a whole lot in it. We call it wokeism, but it's what Paul said it was going to be. That day is here. And as I said in an article tonight, 
the church was not ready for it. Why? Because the church was all involved in sin and being Judases and spending their 30 pieces of, of, of silver. Why? Because we have among us today the Judas church, the worst Laodicean church in the history of the church and of the world. Okay? So don't be shocked. Don't blame the woke people. Blame yourselves, church. See, not until you start doing that, you great evangelical leaders, you great Christian leaders, you great bishops and great popes and great priests, and with all of your right reverend mess, blame yourselves. And not until you do so will anything change. Tonight I told all of the sweet evangelical so-called powerful leaders because they have a bunch of bots on their uh, Facebook page and Twitter page. Most of you don't have that many followers. You're just lying. Nobody. It's not, there's not that many Christians. <laughs> there's not that many Christians left. All your millions of people that you say following you. There's a bunch of bots and you paid for half a million. I mean, you paid for a million. Stop lying. You just got a lot of money. If you have a lot of money, you can get a whole bunch of bots and a whole bunch of robots and devils and everybody else following you. And then you send that to President to Trump and say, see how many people follow me? That's how much influence I have. Okay, you come to the White House for Christmas dinner. And there you go, hat in hand, and uh, trying to be somebody. But I told all of the preacher, preachers who followed Trump to hellaciousness. People, see, you want to, you want, to, you conservatives and you Christians want to blame the woke people on for everything. What do you call the mess that you have done, and and this this mind bending mess that you have done, these mind bending lies that you tell, man? What what is the name for that? You're dead in your trespasses and sins with your foolishness. You don't say anything about what Trump and, and uh, the people did on, 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 on what, January the 6th? People, everybody who was involved with that was wrong, period, including Trump. And I know that I'm going to get persecution from that side too. That's fine. I can't, I can't uh, be with you on mess like that. And, and I told these, these, pres these, these pastors, these famous pastors, and they're gonna be way when they get to heaven. They're gonna be way in the back, black and white. I, I'm talking to black. I told black and white pastors tonight, you need to call Trump. I mean, no, you need to publicly. No, you don't need to call him, because evidently he's very convincing. Of you sycophants. I mean, I mean, he convinces you sycophants to follow him to hellaciousness. What happened on January the 6th disqualifies Mr. Trump from being the president of the United States or the president of any country. And I told them to tell him that publicly. They need to do it in writing and they on their little Twitter machine. You, 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 you talk about how wonderful he is on your Twitter machine. You need to be a prophet. I said, if you, if you guys want to be a prophet tonight, here's what you need to tell Mr. Trump. 
Tell him, do not announce that you're going to run for the presidency of the United States. For your own good, for your family's good, and for the good of the country. Period. That's it. And I say you can say you, you love him and you, you appreciate the good that he did do. Uh, and I'm praying for you, but you don't, you don't need to do that anymore, man. That's a joke. Okay, so what do we call that? Is that, I mean, is that uh, uh, conservative wokeism? Anything, see, what, 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 what is wokeism, when you get down to where the road meets the road, is all it is, is what the Bible dealt with in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. People are so depraved and so evil, they call evil good. And good evil. Case in point, Herschel Walker. He's a black man. You think I'm picking on white folks? He's a black man. And half of the preachers that I told that tonight are white, half are black. Including Ben Carson. Everybody likes Ben Carson. I'm not mad at you, but you need to, you need to step up now and tell him no, man. Uh, don't take us all through that again. Herschel Walker. I mean, it really, truly, is it worth lying and promoting a man who's lying about murder? Being an accessory to murder? What? Are you mad at me because I'm telling you the truth? The man knew he was lying when he said it the first time. Do I like Herschel Walker? Yes. He's a, he's a Georgia bulldog. I'm from Georgia, man. I've lived most of my life, half of my life in Georgia. I love Georgia. And I've always enjoyed watching uh, Herschel Walker play ball. And he was a beast. And uh, I appreciate the fact that he came and, and played for my Dallas Cowboys too. And he seemed like, you know, a very kind of an innocent, decent person. But we all do ungodly things and wicked things. Tell the truth about it at least. Don't lie about it. I have told from the pulpit one of the worst days of my life when I was a teenager. I paid for an abortion. I didn't know any better. I was lost. But it's a painful thing. I told the truth about it. As a, as a Christian, I'm going to have to tell. I'll tell I, and nobody knew. Nobody knows that. I I divulged that. The only other human being that knew about it was my mother, because she went in my little uh, safe and found the receipt, and she had a conniption fit. That's from Brooklyn, New York. Some of you Southern people, what? A what? A conniption fit. She lost it. <laughs> Yes, sir, really. Mm -hmm. And so you can't hide, no one, let me tell you something, you can't hide anything from your parents. They already know. So stop lying and stop 
trying to hide stuff and got your siblings hiding stuff and got your friends. You're not hiding anything. Uh, I already know about it. My mother already knew about it. Because everybody knew you don't go in my safe. You know why? Because I had my Dallas Cowboys, my little men. You say, Preacher, what are you talking about? See, back in the day, some of y'all don't remember the vibration, the vibrating field. Oh, I had a Super Bowl version. Big field. And we had a league in the community. That's right. And I kept my Cowboys in that little gray safe. And her, somehow she figured out the combination and got that receipt. That's the only thing, other thing I ever put in there. And something came down from heaven, I guess, and told her, directed her to that safe, which I hid, and she got that, and she opened it. And when I came home, she was having a conniption fit. and had a conniption fit on me. Tell the truth, Herschel, man, all this lying. And see, and listen, it's a moot point now. You can't even win the Senate. Was it worth it? All you lying, not only Herschel, all you white lying uh, um, Congress people or whatever, Senate people coming down, going down there standing with Herschel and got everybody listening to a liar and a lie. That's stupid. What is that? That's conservative wokeism. See, conservative wokeism is tell lies and make, try to make people believe it. Bending the truth all the way back till it hits his head on the ground and flips over. That's that's it's mind-bending lying. You want to talk about these other wokeism? Both of you are practicing wokeism. The church has been doing it too. You you give off like you one thing in one way, and you you woke as the devil yourself. Come on, people. God just showed me that, and I just passed it on. Verse 3, that it may be well with thee. See, some of you got new houses and new cars, and you've forsaken your father. You uh, have a disrespectful attitude towards your only parent, and you, and you don't have any peace. You're miserable. You don't have any joy. You're mad as uh, the devil and hellaciousness uh, all of the time, not only against your only parent, but mad at your siblings, mad at other people, don't want to spend any time with anybody. You, every time you talk with them, you're raising hell and fussing and mean and hateful. Why don't you just tell the truth and shame the devil as to what happened? Thou mayest live long on the earth. It matters what you do. And the more you know about God, the more you know about Jesus Christ, the more unhappy you're going to be if you disobey God. The more miserable you will be. Do you know there are people who have accomplished a whole lot and they have money in the bank and everything else, but they're miserable. They're sad. They're mad. They're angry. They're moody. They're up and down. They don't even, they can't even enjoy what they have. So worried about keeping it. Compromising their, their souls and their spirits and their minds and their lives to keep it. Sneaking around doing things they have no business doing, thinking they're hiding from other people. Other people know it.
And what happens normally to these people, they end up so depressed and so curled up in a fetal position that they get so down and depressed because of their sin that they sin against God and try to blame others for their problems. They end up killing themselves. See, wokeism is a murderer on both sides. Wokeism kills. And somebody said, go woke, go broke. So watch yourselves, my friend. Let's pray for families. Let's pray for children. Let's pray for young people. That they make the right decisions to follow God and obey God and be blessed. And traveling here and there and yon is not going to do away with your problems. It's not going to do it. You know what is going to happen when you get on the plane and go somewhere? When you get there, you're going to meet yourself. In all of your misery. You need to look up and get your heart right with God and then look sideways and uh, get your heart right with other people if that's what you need to do. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you so much. Lord, for allowing us to see the standing between the living and the dead service uh, for the 900th time. I give you the glory, and I give you the praise, and I give you the honor. And Lord, I pray tonight for all families that name the name of Christ that all of them would examine themselves and make sure that they are saved and fill them, Lord, with your Holy Spirit and help them to love your Holy Word again and to obey it. And Lord God in heaven, I pray, Lord, for all of those who don't know you as Savior. Lord, all I can do is proclaim your Holy Gospel and I thank you for leading me in this one service alone to do that for 899 times. And by your grace, I'm getting ready to do it now. And I pray that you will save those. All I can do is present the gospel, Lord, and preach the gospel as you have commanded me. And woe is me if I preach not the gospel, Lord, but you do other things. I don't know how you do it. I don't know what you do. I, I just don't know. I don't understand it all. But Lord, I do pray that you'll do that in the hearts of millions. I believe they said tomorrow, I don't know how they know this, but they said tomorrow uh, the world will go over the 800, uh, the 8 billion number, or will reach the 8 billion number. And Lord, I'm, I'm just praying for 3 million to hear me preach the gospel and get saved. I pray that, Lord, billions would come to know your Savior before it is eternally too late. That's a... Lord, that's a huge number of people on this earth. It's amazing as I think about it. 
Lord God in heaven, have your Holy Spirit to move mightily, uh, as the old folks used to say, mysteriously, upon the hearts of people and draw them to yourself and help them to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For you're not willing that any should perish. You want all eight billion saved. And uh, so, Lord, uh, please do that. And Holy Father God, for Jesus Christ's sake, have mercy and grace upon those of us who name the name of Christ. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our wicked sins, our failures, and our faults of disobeying your great commission, disobeying your great commandment, and many other sins we have done. And, uh, Lord, I pray that you'll help us to confess our sins and to truly repent. Everybody, help us to confess our sins and truly repent and get right with you so that we can have your peace again and your joy again and serve you in happiness and peace and joy. And, uh, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. <clears throat> I do pray uh, tonight, Lord, for those, uh, yes, the millions who are hurting from the coronavirus plague and the plague of long continuance and the plague that produces other plagues going on three years now, Lord, and right now people are, are calling it the triple threat. Coronavirus is on the rise, oh, coronavirus plague is on the rise, flu is on the rise like never before, RSV is uh, hurting children, filling up children's hospitals. God have mercy and grace and uh, save those who are lost. And Lord, we pray uh, tonight for a few by name who are going through difficult times and the death of loved ones. And Lord, we pray Lord, for a few by name We pray, Lord, for the family and friends of Ohio resident Juan Obregon. We pray for the family and friends of Tennessee resident Stephen Lawrence. We pray for the family and friends of Ohio resident Rebecca Beard. And Lord, we pray now for all of the people who have sent in prayer requests hear and answer their prayers and hear and answer our prayers for them. We pray, Lord, for Marie Grace. Please keep her safe, secure, and protected from bad people 
and gang associates stop these people from walking on her property and deliver her from them. Please bless her with a safe place to live. Lord, we pray for Pastor Bushibi. We thank you, Lord, for the service at uh, the K-City and for the soul saved at Sister Josephine's funeral. Please comfort her children. Please have the gospel to pierce through the enemy's secrets and make known the truth to set your people free. Please heal Dora's knees. Please deliver Africa from drought, famine, and starvation and help them through these trying economic times. Provide them with Bibles for new souls that have gotten saved, basic needs for the orphans and widows, food and water, uh, church planting and construction, and financial resources for ministry. Please provide them with electricity, vehicle, insurance, covers, etc. for the ministry office so they can keep up your work. Please bless the National Women and Youth Conference starting December the 7th through the 10th, 14th through the 17th. Please supply the money for school fees for the orphans. We pray for Lisa. Please heal her brain and lungs, comfort her family after the deaths of three loved ones. Heal her brother from leukemia. We pray, Lord, for Marie Grace once again in another a prayer request, please protect her family against all schemes from the occult. Cover them in the blood of Jesus Christ and surround her room and house with angels. Do the same for all of us, Lord, and deliver her son and family members from witchcraft and the occult. And Holy Father God, we pray for all of the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel through this ministry. Uh, around the world, and we pray that you will help them to stand strong in the faith and to obey your holy word, to live by your holy word, and to glorify your name. We pray for Heinz, we pray for Batingo, we pray for Edna, we pray for Peter, we pray for Marga, and Lord, we pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you uh, as well. They have heard your holy word preached, the whole counsel of God, by your grace came under conviction and wanted to come back to you because they were already saved. Lord, as you know, we don't have anything to do with that. You're the one who, uh, for some reason, touched these people's hearts to write into us because we've never asked them to write into us. We've never given an invitation for these people to come back to you. That's all done by you, and I'm just preaching your word, and you're doing all of this, and I have nothing to do with it. But I thank you for it, and I pray for George, Emmy, Salma, Majid, Jagdish. Lord, we pray that you will help them to stand strong in the faith, never get into a backslidden state, and pray without ceasing, and read your holy word, and keep their hearts and minds stayed on you. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake. Amen.
Now, dear friend, if you are with us tonight and you cannot remember a day that you met Jesus Christ and he saved your soul, my date is December the 19th, 1979. God saved my soul. Jesus Christ came into my heart, saved me out of religion and saved me out of the club all at the same time. The only time I've been back to the club in over 43 years, which I used to love going to, was to go out there and stand out in front of the club and witness to the sinners going in and coming out. Brother Walter Lake and I used to do that. Brother Alan Forster and I used to do that. If nothing else, we would uh, pass out gospel tracts if we couldn't stop them and witness to them by the grace of God. And so, uh, that's my date. What is yours? Do you have a date? Do you have a time when you knew you were a sinner and you heard the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ suffered, bled and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose from the dead by the power of Almighty God for you? and for the entire world. He paid your sin debt. Why? Because we are sinners. The Bible says we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all have done evil in God's sight. And the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. That means that you're going to die because of your sinful nature and your sinful choices. Now, you know that that's going to happen because everybody goes this way. Everybody dies. Why? Because we're all sinners. That means that you're going to die physically. The Bible says it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. God is so loving and God is so fair and God cannot lie and Jesus cannot lie. They made it very clear for everybody. But I do want you to understand that God is holy and God is uh, all about justice. And, And he loves you. He has proven that love to you. Because of what Jesus Christ said. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, said the most beautiful, the most magnificent, and the most important words in the history of the world. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. All you have to do to get saved from hell and from the power of your sin is to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. As he said, it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. You're going to die physically And then you're going to experience death forever in hell if you do not believe 
in the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who became the Lamb of God for the sins of everybody in the world. John the Baptist, the first prophet after 400 years, said, Behold the Lamb of God, who taketh away the sin of the world. Not only did he tell you who he was, he told you why he was here. What a message. No doubt one of the most, the most important message uh, from a human being. Because you do understand that Jesus Christ is God, 100% God and 100% man. Man can't walk on the water, but God did. Jesus Christ did because he made the water. So he came as the uh, sacrificial Passover lamb of God for the sins of the whole world. And all you have to do is believe in him. That's it. That's all you can do. It is a free gift. God does not need for you to try to work your way to heaven. You can't. He wants to have mercy and grace upon you and forgive you for your sins, except the free gift of salvation. You say, well, I would like to pay for it. You don't have enough money. I would like to work for it. Well, you don't have enough time. So forget all of that. Just receive the free gift of Jesus Christ dying on the cross for your sins, paying for your sins. He shed his blood. He suffered. He bled. And he died on the cross for you and me. He died for us. That's love for you. So my dear friend, trust in the Lord. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou, you, shalt be saved. Follow me in prayer. For the Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Let's pray. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins that I have committed against you as I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, who suffered and bled and died on the cross for my sins. was buried and rose on the third day by your power. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to change. Help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my evil lifestyle. In Jesus Christ's name I do pray and for his sake. Amen.
Dear friend of mine, if you believed in your heart tonight, nobody's here to coerce you. God will not make you because he wants you to willingly uh, believe in him and trust in him and love him back and obey him that way because God loves you. God gave you the ability to choose. God gave us the ability to be free moral agents. And that's an awesome thing, really, when you think about it. And so God does not want robots like Google wants and AI and uh, and Elon Musk and them. They want robots. God does not want robots. He wants you to love him back the way he loves you. And so he's not going to make you do it. If you love sin more than you love righteousness and more than you love God's Ten Commandments, and if if that's the way you want to go, he's going to let you go that way. He's not going to stop you. He's going to try to help you uh, to come to him because he loves you. But he's not going to make you. And I can't make you. So it's your choice if you chose to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. And you were sincere in your prayer to God in the name of Jesus Christ, then, dear friend, you are saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. And so that you will grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be, go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. It has the next steps in it for you to get right on your way growing up in the Christian faith. If you do those things, you'll be just fine with God's help. Uh, Whatever email is on your platform where you are, email us and let us know that you just got saved. so that we can rejoice with you and start praying for you. Also, um, if you have a prayer request, send that in to us, and they will get it to me, and I will start praying for you. And we'll pray for you until you tell us to stop. You, You will be permanently on that list, and we include you in prayer. Even though we pray for thousands, of course, we can't do it all in in one service, but we pray for all of the people who have ever asked for prayer, going way back. Also, uh, make sure you go to Gospel Light Society podcast. In fact, if you go to Gospel Light Society, you'll see podcasts done every day populating at the bottom. Just click on those podcasts. It'll take you to the main source of them, We have thousands of podcasts on multiple subjects, multiple subjects, and uh, nearly 50 different subjects, and uh, uh, you will 
be blessed by that. Uh, probably more than anything, it will help you probably more than anything because it's the straight up teaching of the Bible. Uh, from Genesis to Revelation. And, uh, and, and, and quite frankly, uh, we're doing the same thing that a major seminary does, teaching people, and, and probably, no doubt, in more detail. Uh, we, we, we're teaching you the Word of God line upon line, verse by verse, chapter by chapter, here a little, there a little. We don't miss anything. And we're taking our time. We finished all of the major prophets already. And so uh, that's all in the books, so to speak. That's all available to you. And uh, if you just sit, uh, sit back and listen to a podcast or two or three every day, because we, we did the podcast like three to seven a day. And uh, if I were you, I would take advantage of that. Uh, and you, you will get a major education covering uh, Bible college, divinity, school, uh, university, as well as uh, three master's degrees, including a THM, some doctorate level as well. So listen and be blessed and grow thereby. Uh, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Let me tell you something. Reading the Bible is wonderful and you need to do that. But when you hear some preaching and teaching, it's something that's an added dimension. Preaching and teaching of the Word of God is the best form of edu uh, the best form of communication in the world. So, with that said, thank you so much, my dear friends, for being with us for our nine hundredth um, standing between the living and the dead service. And uh, we give God the glory, the praise, and the honor. Thank you, Daniqua. Thank you, Daniel Ezekiel. Thank you, Daniel Elizabeth. And thank you, Danny, Daniel, and Danita and Danae, uh, all of the thousands of dollars that you have supported us with to do that has gone to a great cause. And we give God the glory, praise, and honor. So until next time, my beloved, Make sure you pray without ceasing and make sure you uh, keep your heart and mind stayed on the Lord. Remember the Marines motto, simplify, always faithful, always dependable. Do you know God is trying to get you to a place where he can count on you? That's what he's trying to do. Okay? He wants you to be faithful to him like he's been faithful to you. And remember what the Air Force boys say, Semper Supra, always above. God bless you, my dear friends. 
Until next time, Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow night. If the Lord tarries his coming and we live, pray for me as I pray for thee as the music plays.